special. I know I say they're all special, but this one really is special. Strip search with London and Chianka. Uh, we haven't been here in a while. There's been things going on in the world. I don't know if you've heard, but we are back with our very first pandemic podcast to talk comic strips and uh, how they relate to what's going on in the world right now. I'm Pete Chianka, and I'm here with Dave London. That's right. Dave is uh, sitting outside his uh, his uh, very humble abode. I hear the sounds of birds chirping, and uh, it, it's it's inspiring me actually to to hear the sounds of nature out there, Dave. I, I am. I am out on the back deck. It finally uh, it was raining earlier today, so finally is nice and that stir craziness of being in the house. Plus, I don't want all our viewers looking, you know, in 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 my house and seeing all my books like with you there. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, people can, uh, you know, but I, I strained up a little bit. Um, you know, we actually straightened the books on the bookshelf. That's been one of my projects since we've been inside. Um, little, you know, little things like that, clean out the basement. Um, you know, not much else. <laughs> luckily, luckily, Dave and I are both working at our day jobs still, even if we are doing them out of, out of our home. Um, and I know a lot of people aren't as lucky to have jobs that translate to that. So I'm, I'm not going to complain about being stuck inside. Um, and we've had a chance to work on our comic strip, uh, Pet Peeves, which um, we switched over to a, uh, a quarantine theme fairly early on in all this. We've been doing that for a couple of weeks. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today when we have our special guests come on. Um, we're going to be talking to three cartoonists who, uh, to varying degrees, have um, sort of tackled the quarantine in the, in their strip, which is, you know, it's kind of a serious situation in the world. And what we do is not that serious. Um, I don't know if you, would you agree with that, Dave? <laughs> I would hope people laugh at us, you know, in the right that's, way. That's the idea. Uh, so we'll talk about what it's like to try to be, to try to be funny um, when the uh, situation you're writing about is not necessarily as, uh, as humorous as the usual day-to-day -day things you're making fun of. And we figured since the whole world is on Zoom, why not do it on Zoom? Um, and also we will have the audio for you folks who would rather not look at our ugly mugs for uh, the full duration of this podcast. Uh, you can just listen to us like you, like you usually do. But, uh, you know, unfortunately this, this came right as Dave and I were uh, starting to uh, plan another round of promotion for our book pet peeves which collects our the first 400 pet peeves comic strips that we've done over the last several years and we were actually booked at a um at an event in lowell um at the mill number five which is a great uh little venue they have up there um and it was sort of a, a book and uh other paper product type um type sale that was going on and we were planning to be there uh and i believe uh, if i recall correctly uh we chickened out first and then they canceled the event we were prescient really is what it was we were prescient we knew that it was going to be canceled so we canceled early before the rush yes exactly and that was that very first weekend which it seems like so long ago now um but where just everything and just fast and furious was being canceled left and right and then uh you know within the next couple of days it seemed like everybody was um sort of sort of in their house um we also had the other, we had another event. We were going to do the uh, Boston Kids Comic Con. That got canceled. That's right. Uh, that was scheduled for April. And now I believe they are talking about bringing it back in the fall. But of course, everything is up in the air. Um, that's a great event that we've done two years in a row. And uh, hopefully they will be back and you will hear about it here first if they, um, if they are returning. Um, and uh, so unfortunately, we have some unsold books sitting in my closet upstairs. Um, you can still buy them on Amazon, search for Pet Beef by London at Gianca, if you are so inclined. Um, and in the meantime, we're cranking out new ones and, uh, you know, sort of, sort of keeping up, uh, keeping up with it best we can. Um, you know, and, and trying to sort of paint a picture of what the Peach family is dealing with in this, uh, in this crazy time. Um, and, uh, you know, people who follow the strip know that they, they moved in with, um, Jazz's parents a few months ago when they had some issues with their house. So they were all quarantining together, which adds to the hilarity. And uh, similar to what I, I have here, we have for many years lived um, with my in-laws in an addition off, off of our house. Um, so we are uh, all in it together here in, here in my house. 
So I wondered where the ideas for some of the strips come from. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all me. It's all me. But we don't want to uh, belabor the point when we have some very special guests waiting in the wings. So, um, Dave, do you have any anything else before we prepare? Uh, I guess the only thing would be sort of in the cartooning world, sort of a tip of the cap for a passing of uh, Mort Drucker, the famous Mad Magazine cartoonist who uh, passed away recently. Obviously a huge name in the cartooning world. And Pete, you and I were talking about that right before we started the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the way he captured people, I mean, you know, I mean, you know how hard caricatures, oh, yeah. you know, can be. I know you've, you know, not that I know, I, I can't do anything, but you have told me in the past how hard they are. Um, and the way he was able to capture, you know, every single, you know, celebrity and actor and politician. Um, and I remember, you know, in, in the 70s, um, you know, when I was a kid, Mad Magazine was huge. Um, and his movie spoofs, you know, I remember the Star Wars and Saturday Night Fever and, you know, you name it, Rocky. I mean, and they, you know, they were, they were a little mean, <laughs> actually, but the drawings were unbelievable. So anyways, a, uh, a tip of the cap to the great Mort Drucker. That's right. And hopefully we, you know, we won't see any other, uh, you know, major uh, figures in the industry go the way of Mort during this, during this whole affair. But I guess we will see. All right, everybody, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we return, we are going to be back with our three special guests, Pat Sandy, Tim Jones, and Steve McGinn. Stay tuned. Strip Search, the comic strip podcast with me, Pichianka, and Dave London. Give a wave, Dave. And uh, our very first Zoom podcast and three very special guests to join us on this Zoom podcast. Uh, we have Pat Sandy, who is the genius behind Next Door Neighbors, which you'll find on Go Comics. We have Steve McGinn of Tunes by Steve-O, very popular on Facebook. And we have uh, Tim Jones of Sour Grapes, which appears in newspapers around New England and the rest of the U.S. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for coming around. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about sort of, uh, you know, what the craziness of the world has done uh, to the world of cartooning and how, how, you know, we've approached it. And, you know, Dave and I, with our strip pet peeves, pretty early on, we decided you know, this is what is happening in our lives. I think this is what has to be happening to the to the characters in our, our strip. Um, and the interesting thing about um, cartoonists, particularly web-based cartoonists who uh, can turn things around more quickly, I, I feel like cartoons were one of the, maybe the first sort of, um, you know, storytelling genre that, that tackled this. It was the first place I saw it mentioned anywhere because obviously, TV and movies and these other, you know, they're way behind. Plus, they're not filming. So, um, you know, I feel like cartoonists had a, had an opportunity to sort of jump jump on this, uh, you know, uh, at the very start. But anyway, that's uh, just for people who don't know, why don't we go around and, and talk just a little bit. Pat, tell us a little bit about sort of Next Door Neighbors and, um, you know, the way you approach that strip. Well, um yeah, it was tough. I mean, when you say we dove in fairly quickly, we did. I know that um, I have to say, if you, if you go by timeline, you know, all, all hell supposedly broke loose in mid-March. And I was, uh, I usually plan out, I'm usually about two, two and a half weeks ahead. And um, at that time, it got to be so pervasive. And I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but there was no way that you could write anything without this crap in your face all day, right? Oh, so time, I yeah. realized pretty early on that I knew I was going to have to do something. And the difference when you're working in a, a character based narrative, as opposed to a panel like Steve stuff, you find yourself dealing with two filters. You're, you're filtering with the pandemic and then you're filtering with the characters and then it has to make sense with those characters. And that becomes kind of an interesting little chore to deal with. So I had to kind of stop, my ideating, so to speak, and think, okay, now how is, how can I organically bring this into the strip? And it really wasn't easy. I had storylines that I was already arced out on 
I mean, really long storylines that involve, think about this, that involve travel, that involve people outside, you know what I mean? And suddenly, if you didn't address it, it would seem like it would not ring true. Does that sound familiar to everybody? Do you remember Poochie the dog from The Simpsons? My home planet needs me. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I'm sort of like, That's what it is. It's like, lives wow. out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, and there's there's a... There's something to be said for reflecting real life. I realize, you know, I keep hearing this phrase, escapist entertainment. And I realize it's kind of what cartooning is, but in a way you have to reflect what's going on out there. Is that a fair? Can you escape? It's been really hard. Well, that's yeah. what I'm it isn't. You can't escape. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I as think. Hard, as hard as you try, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the the sort of seeing characters in a familiar situation in a way is comforting to people, uh, maybe more more so than seeing them go on business as usual while while that's not what you are in. Well, right, and I think that you know it, it would be very easy to go for the more extreme elements of what's going on. I mean, I could have thrown Trump in there every single day and and just enjoyed it, but I, I the thing is, is it was just so pervasive that I, I personally, from my perspective, had to find a, a fairly organic way to put it in there without being too panicky. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't, Dave, Dave you, uh, and Pete, you guys did the same thing. You, organically. Pretty much. You know, we had tried to, we had touched on it. Um, we, we had the family go on a cruise. I think that was back in February. Last fall, or what well, was over the winter, right? Yeah. And that was something we had planned a while back because I had gone on a cruise like last summer and I, and. You were ahead of your time, man. Yeah. So I said, you know, there was definitely material there. Um, but by the time we got around to doing it, we said, oh, we got to address this quarantine thing. We did a little jokey thing about how, you know, CJ sneezes and is immediately uh, ostracized and thrown into court. We were ahead of the curve, though, man. We were. It just yes, was fortuitous. Yeah. Uh, but but then it was around the same time, you know, when you were uh, taking note of this stuff in March that we decided, you know, but let's let's see what happens with with you know with the family going through what we're going through. Now, you're Steve. You know, I feel like almost immediately, you know, and you do <laughs> a much more absurdist take. It's not a character based take. It, it's you know some of the you know really crazy um you know uh you know absurd satirical panel what the hell does that mean like, kind of things <laughs> no like, one gets it that sort of stuff you're right the uh, stuff the stuff that, that nobody understands right um. that's me <laughs> um i have been i haven't done sequentials since god the late 90s and um it's it's pretty i'm not even in the discussion where you know how you have to turn on a dime you know whatever storyline you had going because I think, you know, before, when this was just sort of ramping up and we were like, you know what, maybe, I'm not sure. My first cartoon had to do with uh, all the chicken soup being gone at the supermarket. And that, chicken noodle soup, and that was it. The other soups were there, you know, and that was kind of <laughs> like, oh, you know, people are going to get a little sick, you know. It's kind of flu season or whatever. And, you know, lo and behold, there's like nothing at the store, you know what I mean? You know, the paper towel aisle, aisle is just, you know, uh, one of those echo chambers. And so um, when you're a single panel person, it's like a disease. I've done 50 straight COVID virus cartoons in a row, and I'm looking to not. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> I, you know, I can't stop. It's horrible. And when you're single panel and you're thinking of stuff, it almost feels... I don't know, a little tone deaf if you somehow don't do it. Like, I would agree with that on any content, you know, you know, like, no, you know, here we are, like, you know, there's no COVID-19 for dummies book, you know, we don't really know how to approach this. And so every day it's in your face. As cartoonists, I think we probably want to have the desire to have people like laugh and, and that kind of thing. And obviously the subject matter itself is not funny, but at the same time, you know, you got to play ball. The game must go on. So, uh, you know, you try to, I guess you really got to go gallows on this time, this one. <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, the guy was chopping someone's head off, and but there's a joke in all of it, you know. Uh, that's 
kind of the vein that I've gotten in. I, I know it's just a little tricky. It's like, uh, but if you can make people laugh in the middle of all this, you're sort of helping out, I guess, you know? <laughs> it is safe. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, now, Tim, you know, of all of us, I think you'd, you'd have the, the best excuse for not doing it because it's yours is a real sort of like gag a day, you know, very, you know, I, I feel like old fashioned. Uh, strip, well, but I, even you have started to, to broach the topic. I, yeah, I, I'm actually start, I, I'm actually doing um, ones. I just, I did one on, on social distancing with, with Constance in the, in the, uh, um, in the cafe, working in the cafe and that, and, uh, you know, some other stuff. Cause it, you know, my strip is basically my life and what I'm experiencing. So, um, you know, it, it's all, it's all affecting everybody. And, um, so the way it's affecting me, I, you know, be, be situations that I'm in, um, of how, again, how it's affecting me. So I am starting to, um, starting to do some episodes on it and um you know seeing how um it affects if it's affecting me then it's affecting my characters you know what i mean because they're a part of me so uh it's, it's you know my next one it, it's gonna stop being a little more subtle i don't i don't want to beat the thing to death you know what i mean as far as as far as the story goes but um uh, make a good point though, Tim. If it affects you, and as I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I mean, if it's affecting you as you write, me as I write, or as we all write, um, it seeps into the work. It really does. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to just write ones just to say, okay, I'll do one on, you know, whatever, you know, like like Steve said, things missing in the store and stuff like that. You know, if something that it happened to me or something that I heard someone say, well, um, you know, it, it, uh, it happened this way in, in to my guys in the strip and stuff. And what better, you know, it's easy. It's actually easy for me to write because my strip is sour grapes. So it, it has to do with, um, the downside of things and then pulling some comedy out of that. So, um, so that's me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, um, you know, I guess the question then becomes sort of how, when you talk about, you know, like, like Steve, you were talking about the gallows humor involved it, like to what, how far sort of is too far when you're dealing with, with something this serious that everybody's, uh, you know, that everybody's dealing with. That's uh, the trick, man, that finding that sweet spot where, you know, what's the, please half of the people, half the, whatever Lincoln said, um, there's some people that are always going to just not, you know, they, they're not wrong. They're going to just hate all of this stuff and they don't want to, you know, you can watch so much CNN, right? Isn't that what everyone says? <laughs> yeah. Like after 9-11, people just all turned into zombies for a while and they had every right to, you know, um, but. Right. And this is, you know, this is a, with 9-11 and that's the only other sort of, um, you know, incident that I, I could compare it to and that it was so all encompassing. Yeah. But even that, you know, after a little while, you know, we moved on to, to other things, at least in our day-to-day -day lives. This right. is affecting everybody all the time, you know, over a, a very long period, you know, and we had talked about, and it's interesting to look at like, you know, so you, um, like Pat, your characters don't have the most empathy, some of them, which I love. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I've seen other interviews, you I mean. Like real life though, you know. Yeah, they, these are not likable characters and. Um, <laughs> on purpose, which yeah. is, which is fun to work with, and uh, the fact is, you still, you still have to kind of acknowledge that they too, as unlikable as they are, would experience everything else that we're all experiencing. Nine one one was a massively singular event, and you know, and if you, if we all recall, I mean, it was astonishing how the country united. You know, what I mean, it just everybody mm -hmm. came around this one event, and. Uh, you know, and humor and everything followed it at the time. And I think people kind of um, marched forward and shook it off and kind of said, this is America and all this type of thing. This particular situation, though, is such a mess and so everywhere and so hard to, you know, 911 is pretty easy to say. Somebody attacked us and the towers went down. Boom. And that's kind of, <laughs> you know, this one is so hard to get your head around and it's so massive. 
and it affects almost every aspect of contemporary culture that you, that I, I'm speak for myself as a writer and a cartoonist had absolutely no choice, but to get some of that addressed and get it out of my, you know, out of my system really. It's not going away anytime soon either. That's the thing. It's kind of like just shaving off like millimeters at a time if it does. Yeah. And so uh, it's almost, I hate to say, uh, compare it to, but it's, it's, it's almost become the culture of, well, of, right. And, and, and I think your material, and I, like I said, I was about two and a half, three weeks ahead and I, I had to kind of stop for a second and I get, and I had buffer time to do this. So I was kind of fortunate, but I put aside the stuff that was ready and said, well, I'm going to, I got a few weeks here to kind of figure this out. And I did, it was a, it was a little bit softer than I wanted to start off with, but that's kind of how I was feeling, you know? I mean, I this what you guys are. Sorry, go ahead, Pat. Well, I was going to say this stuff comes from kind of here for everybody, and you have to, you have to kind of assimilate it, and then it comes out the other, you know, out of the system. I suppose it's kind of hard. I to think do. you're touching on a, a possible key trick that we can use in all this, and that um, I've always tried to make my stuff relatable. You know, even if it's relatable, I used to say I write for the one other guy who's laughing in the movie theater. Some <laughs> reference That's awesome, on, yeah. on the screen, and there's probably a lot of people that aren't. But this, this is relatable to everybody, and you try to find that thing that everyone relates to, like you know, all the way from the other side of the planet or whatever to to you know Cleveland and Boston, and um, then from that you go, what would kind of you know, I'm a first responder, but at the same time, I might be able to, if something happens, like a bird flies in the hallway or something and goes to the bathroom, or you know, there might be something, a small smidgen of like, God, that was kind of funny. Like, you still <laughs> got to be a human being, you know, yeah. and, um, something that, that, that we all are doing, which we're all doing COVID-19. And I don't want to be that really rich guy with a giant swimming pool saying we're all in this together. Which is a little annoying after a while, but uh, yeah, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> yeah, me and my Maseratis are all in this together. Yeah, but, did you uh, guys find a? Did you guys feel some semblance of? Sorry, Pete, I'm asking a question. Did you, go right ahead. Uh, did you guys, all of you, find a some semblance of a responsibility to start doing something in your strips? You know, thought that you know you wanted to. Uh, try and find some level of levity in this to try and are those two different questions though like the levity thing i think is full tilt with most of us yeah the responsibility i i, I you I know i don't to say i was trying to but i i, I steve or tim tim and steve all you guys i i kind of looked at it as inevitability i, I did not i don't mm -hmm. think i felt a necessarily a responsibility um that's probably a better word inevitability because it really was, I have to tell you, by mid-March, my head was exploding, personally. And I just simply, you know, you got all this material, and then suddenly it has, you have to rethink it a little bit. Yeah. And, and so a I, lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. I, I didn't want to get into really didactic type of stuff. So that's kind of why I went over to Deke. You know, the bar kind of shuts down, because that's happening. You know, and then the and I had Norman Jan, you know, they went down and started cleaning the basement for a week and a half. And that's pretty typical as well. I mean, I'm still cleaning over here. It, I actually have had a, a ton of time <laughs> to clean things up. So, you know, sitting around the house doing that. So. Hey, my whole house and my garage are completely clean. Boom. There you go. <laughs> it's so, all done. You know, that's the stuff I think that uh, that I think people get. You know, we all know somebody who's probably affected by all this with their job and all that type of stuff. And uh, yeah. certainly everybody's cleaning the house up and everything. So it's more. If I could find Swiffers, I would, but you know. Exactly. Yeah. The guy that created Swiffers is right here in uh, in our area. He's got uh, the, the dude that created Swiffers. He's in town. So. You must have a clean house. <laughs> oh, it's got to be fabulous, actually. Yeah. Lemony fresh all the time. <laughs> They're going to be covered with the torches and pitchforks for Swiffers to his place. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Burn the monster, yes. <laughs> but it, it really does kind of hit you pretty quickly. And so I, I started putting this in there, not every single day, but, I mean, I started at least addressing it. And it's, you know, it's been okay so far, I think. 
but it's tough. Think, it really is. Do you think it, it has to be, you know, out and out funny all the time or like, you know, we, we sort of toyed a little bit. Like I had one strip where, um, you know, the, the Freddie, the son is, you know, finds out his baseball season is going to be canceled. And we really sort of went more for poignant, <laughs> you know, rather than, rather than funny with that one. And, you know, it, it got me just wondering, you know, where is that line and, and can you maybe not get serious? Cause that's not what we do, but you know, treated maybe with a little, little I, less levity. Well, I started the, I started the storyline with them cleaning the basement and, it, and I, a typical Norm moment is, you know, Norm has absolutely zero self-awareness. He's, he's <laughs> kind of that guy. And, you know, she works him over, let's go clean the basement out and pushes him, go get ready, go get the broom. And he says something the effect of, you know, and the the crisis just got worse. So, I mean, his trivializing, because now he has to go clean the basement is very typically norm. And that's where you find, at least when it's character-based humor, that's where you find this sort of holistic way to bring this into it without being too obvious about it. So, you know, he was still norm. (laughs) <laughs> after yeah. all is said and done he's still more i remember that one in particular i, yeah. I and the I, crisis just keeps getting worse so he's just a big baby about it he wants to sit there and drink beer or whatever hey pete and dave and possibly tim um possibly uh pat i'm not sure um i was working on trying to work out a gag or who's got social uh distance learning going on in the house right now with the kids. yeah definitely yeah yeah so Got high, high school and college here. Right, just high school with me. But I was trying to figure out a gag where is your kid enjoying like the other things like sports and theater and music or art or whatever a little more than, than you know, English, French, math, chemistry? Because this is a gag. I'm just trying to figure something out. Basically, what they got going right now is everything but the fun part of school. Right, right. Like, that's it. Right. All of the worst parts of school are it for them, and how depressing that's got to be. Like you know, hanging out with your friends, playing ball. You know, so I'm just trying to figure out: is there something light oh, in that? Like I don't know. Absolutely, <laughs> that's a really dark subject. <laughs> no, I feel I feel terrible. You know, I mean, in college maybe it's it's a little different. Um, I mean, you're missing a lot there too, but. But again, we were talking before, you know, my son's a senior in high school. You're supposed to be doing all this great end of, end of high school. A stuff. senior? Oh, oh, yeah. He was captain of the baseball team. Now there's no baseball season. Um, Is he still doing distance learning right now? Like the worst, all of the worst things you could do at school for a Oh, career. yeah. So he's doing, he's an AP gov. So they're still getting ready for an AP test, which will be online. And, you know, but they have to do the classes. And, and yeah, it's, it's really, it's. I feel I can't flirt with anybody, you know, there's no bumping right. no, into your no friends. sitting down in the cafeteria, no. you know, and right, all the all the good stuff. Well, you know what's sad about that is how I mean it wasn't like it happened over months. I mean, this was literally the door got shut in mid March. Yes. And I think that's contributed to the, the culture shock Very sudden. Yeah. My my there my daughter was in uh, production of Hello Dolly. And they were about to shut everything down. And the director, I won't say his name or anything, went to, said, oh, we're going to do a dress rehearsal tonight. And I walked in there. I said, the cops are going to raid this thing in two seconds <laughs> because no one's supposed to be doing this. But I put my hats off to this guy. And sure enough, they weren't even done with like, you know, I say there were 25 minutes in and it got shut down. And oh, I was wow. like, you know what? I really, I was really psyched at the cojones that this guy had to just at least have these kids get dressed up and everything else but i knew he was putting his job on the line by doing this at the same time you know? wow. wow yeah just the the woman who was playing dolly i mean was just an all-star and imagine what this might have cost her you know like uh i don't know who was going to be in the audience but it might have been someone who really you know she i think she's a three-tool player like you know singer dancer Wow! Yeah, all that stuff. I can't remember the other one. Um, Both of my girls are in uh, in college. Uh, one of them uh, going in to be a senior, and she, her her school's in New York. Um, oh God! It's just uh, Pleasantville, which is I don't know, it's about an hour from downtown, I guess. And uh, uh, you know, my other girl goes here in, in Rhode Island, Roger Williams, and uh, you know, my oldest daughter is a film major. And my youngest daughter uh, just declared a major as graphic design. 
Well, some of that stuff, you know, they were able to do around here. My oldest daughter, you know, she can't do film shoots on location. She can't, you know, there's a lot of stuff she can't do. So they're trying to be, she's trying to be creative and her, with her friends and her uh, crews, uh, so to speak, uh, trying to do this stuff online. Um, and my other daughter is trying to do stuff too. So, um, you know, obviously you can't do anything at the school. They're all, they're both shut down and stuff. So it's, it's, it's a big change, you know, um, but my oldest is still working. She works in the drive-thru, uh, which is good. But my other daughter worked at a nursing home and so she can't work. She was in the dining service and not doing that anymore. So, you know, no visitors and stuff. So, um, Big, big changes for all of them, even in college. Yeah. So. Well, you know, school school aside, I mean, we had uh, our oldest son was going to get married on May 8th. Oh, and uh, you can imagine, I mean, you know how weddings go. I mean, the planning for this went back probably two years practically. Yeah. And suddenly this thing blows open and the, uh, the facility said they had, you know, they canceled all events during, you know, like April, May or June or whatever. So they had... Um, you know, there's a lot of planning and a lot of money at stake once you get into a situation like that. So they had to postpone the wedding. But again, multiply that by probably tens of thousands of weddings around the country. I mean, all of what we're talking about just speaks to the upheaval on for everybody on a personal level, whether you're a cartoonist or an engineer, you know, I mean, it's just yeah. kind of like, wow, man, you know. I had two twenties in my wallet when this first hit, and I think I still have them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, w I was noticing I have not used any cash. Although I will tell you this: the having you know the the Amazon factor. Uh, <laughs> I say there's certain other halves of my life who who have taken you know full use. Of the order <laughs> I, I filled up my car. Not like my expenses have gone down all that. <laughs> I filled up my car tank. I think. I have a, a mini, but I've filled it up twice since early March. Yeah. Wow. Which is pretty good, you know. And you it, know where I've snuck the cash, and I actually have a cartoon about it today, and I haven't posted it yet, is uh, this guy's got a fold of money, you know, it's all it's all Franklin's. And then at the end, he goes, you know what, the thing at the self-checkout, I hope it still takes money, and not the thing that you feed <laughs> cash into. Yeah, yeah. People just well, I, I work, guilty I handing work. it. I worked self, uh, the self-checkout thing today. Self-checkout is a big bugaboo with me with the grocery store. Right. So today's was, was about self-checkout, uh, self but it's amazing how busy it was. I mean, yeah. in our particular grocery store, it's usually kind of busy simply because I think they're all trying to make everybody do it anyway, but I personally detest it. So I'm the goofus that can't get the thing to, <laughs> to I actually referenced it in the strip today. I'm probably the guy in panel four speaking off the panel. But it always it always discombobulates me, makes me absolutely insane. I like to have people that I pay, you know, and give the the yeah. other person checking it out and everything. Yeah, it's a game for somebody, you know. I was so bored that I asked CVS if I could drive up to the drive up like for each prescription and just keep going around. You know, maybe like 10, you know, 20 times. Well, yeah, because I have 20 prescriptions. But, uh, <laughs> you know, hi again, hi. Today, you know. More to come. Yeah. I have a cartoon where this really, really despondent woman and her husband's patting on the back. And she goes, I couldn't, I can't believe I actually want to go to Target, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That said, sure. now I guess now that's starting to get limited. I mean, it goes back and forth every day, but I guess some of them, are they not, you know, saying, you know, X number of people in the store at the time or something? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely the, the case in masks. And just today they okay. mandated masks uh, for anybody. For stores. Is uh, that only if you can't social distance? Uh, what yeah, what the governor said today was anywhere where you can't comfortably social distance. So he left a little uh, leeway there for you to, to make up your mind. In other words, if you're out jogging and there's nobody around, you don't necessarily need one. Um, uh, some, exercising during all this. Well, I, I've been, you know, I've tried to get out and run. Uh, that's yeah. You know, but then you see somebody running at you and you, you know, you, you turn the other way, you're running down the street, you're jumping in front of cars. It's just not good. You know? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I mean, I had a, quite a, you know, everybody has a daily routine, right? And at at one point during the day, you go to work out and then you go to cartoon or whatever. Yep. And none of the facilities are open. So then suddenly you're, you're 
buying 40 pound kettlebells and <laughs> trying to like work out with chairs or whatever. And it starts to become real ad hoc after a while. But I mean, that's kind of how it's worked out, you know? Yeah, no, I, I bought this device called a health rider in uh, 1994. The health. Uh, it's like a combination bike rower, you know, type thing. Been in my basement this whole time. Dragged it upstairs. That was your workout right there. And so, that's why that's I've been doing doing my back and forth, you know, because well, you don't have to have shirts on it anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. I try, I've been having uh, dreams of Planet Fitness waking up in a cold sweat, so I must have gotten a workout. So, <laughs> yeah, who is you sweating one way or the other? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I think just uh, just the fact that we're talking about all this is the other reason I think you feel like you have to do strips about it. There's so much material. Well, oh, I would agree with that. There's so much material, but it's almost like, and I don't want to say it's infinite, but the fact is if you start splitting it up, whether you're working with single panel or character or whatever, it is very interesting, all the little paths you can take with it, you know? You know Speaking I, of impotent, are we allowed to say how bad our single friends are complaining right now? Or, or uh, <laughs> is there anybody here potentially... Because I, I have a guy who thinks he's never a friend of mine. He just thinks that his life is over. That's it. You know, he's never going to oh. step out again and have a lady friend or any of that. It, it, he is so depressed. Yeah. Well, and, uh, I, you know, know. there's that out there. There is definitely that out there. I don't yeah. know. So I mean, are we allowed to joke about I actually did one strip about it. Um, it was about a couple that was going to suddenly... Are, did, are we going to edit this part out? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> My dog's like that. <laughs> what? Doesn't he's given up? <laughs> no, this is great. You time can use that one, Steve. <laughs> yeah, time for dogs. Every day, everybody's around all the time. They're going on a hundred walks. <laughs> hey, a tiger got one once, right? Isn't that what everyone's saying? Yeah. <laughs> I did so not see Tiger King, King, by the way. You guys probably all did. I did. I, did I tried. Not. I couldn't watch it. I Keeps tried. peeing on the same trees. I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, man, Maybe that one will grow. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's it's just been, um, I don't know. If you guys, how about this? Have you guys actually done a strip since all this that doesn't, you know, address the coronavirus even like fractionally? Once we did a couple, yeah. Oh, Once you have? Okay. Started, we, we haven't really all, Dave, am I, I'm pretty sure we, you know, some of them it's very tangential. You know, it's about, you know, homeschooling, which, you know, right. could have come, you know, could have come up under another circumstance. But in this case, this is why they're doing it. You know, um, they're similar to maybe some we've done in the past about homework or that type of thing. But it's in this very specific, uh, you know, scenario now. I'm yeah. going to try and keep it just subtle. You know, I uh, yeah. I've actually I've done a few and I actually feel funny not doing them with that subject. So I'm going to try and keep it at least a little subtle. You know, I don't I think, know what, you I think, um, what I, what I'm trying to avoid is to say coronavirus 19, that type of thing, because, you know, some of the nomenclature going around about this, the, the coronavirus 19 and the pandemics and all that. That's why I kind of, you know, go over to terms like crisis. Cause I figure everybody gets it, you know, everybody knows what's going on. So I think, when I when I have referenced it lately, and it's a lot, um, it's usually in a more subtle way, assuming that the reader already knows what I'm talking about. I don't know if that's do you do uh, Instagram at all, or have to do that hashtagging nonsense. Yeah, and I I'm not you know I'm not a really good guy to do hashtagging. I'll put stuff, sometimes I'll put I, hashtag, I do, and I'll sometimes I'll do hashtags and I'll just put in a bunch of nonsense hashtag ferret just to be a right. <laughs> about it, you know. So but, you don't do hashtag coronavirus, hashtag COVID-19. I'll say pandemic. I'll just say pandemic, pandemic or, okay. or something. Because the yeah. other, you know, the the words around this, the whole COVID and all that kind of stuff are so heavily played out. And there's such a negative connotation that you almost, this is just me, but you almost run the risk of a very didactic type of explanation by putting terminology like that in there. So I've tried, I've tried very hard to just assume that the readers are kind of in the same boat that we all are. So that if I'm referencing school being out, I think they get what that means, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little more global, I guess. Right. And when you collect them in the book later, you could address it in the introduction. 
<laughs> There's going to be plenty to address. Trust me. <laughs> I got all. You know, of I think yeah. working from home is a pretty, you know, is one you can get a lot of mileage out of. So. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's another one. We've done a bunch. Plenty of people work from home. You could we could have been doing some of these jokes whenever. Oh, for yeah. sure. But people know why they're working from home now, which adds a new layer to it. Right. That, that doesn't seem like insensitive in the least. You know what I mean? That I think there's a lot of, and there has been already a lot. Of, I think was it Lars Kansith who did the Bop the Beaver cartoon. You know, the guys at the amusement park and. Like all the other beavers are working working from home, and there's only one beaver there that's actually bopping his head up. So I thought that was priceless. You know, that was a great cartoon. Um, no, there's been some funny. There's the the Where's Waldo ones, where it's like Waldo and two other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this huge field. I'm not sure who did that one. I wish I could give the credit. <laughs> that's, see, we're laughing. Isn't it? You know, I, I think. I Listen to this one. I just saw this the other day. It's a New Yorker cartoon, and I have to quote this thing out because I just thought it was so funny. It's a guy. I'm pulling this up here, so forgive me. It's a guy in a boat in a life raft with fish everywhere in a huge, like, almost hurricane. Boats are going down, and it looks like just absolute chaos, and it's titled, This Is It, The Time to Finish Your Novel. <laughs> oh my god and I, the artist i think is uh i don't know the i don't know this particular cartoonist it's signed ha so for once i don't know one of these guys steve you mm. might be able to help me out here yeah i know i know uh bob Eckstein did a cartoon after they closed all the starbucks um but yeah the guy used the excuse for not being able to finish it because <laughs> he couldn't sit inside and yeah. you know with his laptop <laughs> Well, I thought there was one the other day. I think I, I don't know who did this one, but it was about the character. It was two characters walking with the masks on and they said something the effect of uh, you can't tell who's talking because they have the masks on. Right. Because I said that one too. Yeah. Has anyone done that? That like, you know, not who's talking, but what they're, whether they're smiling or what? I asked my wife, I said, yeah. what do you think is more expressive, the mouth or the eyes? And we right. didn't really come to an agreement on that because you know, it's different for everybody, but you could definitely hide what you got going on from the expression. Oh, of your for mouth. sure. There's some comedy in that, I'm sure, you know. Right. Well, and the thing is, just drawing a mask on your character is really, it's just like a very unnatural thing to be drawing on characters. I mean, it's a very unusual thing to get, to get used yeah. to visually. I, I screw up down here. The, the bottom part is where I mess it up. This part, yeah. you know, over the nose is not so bad, but... Well, and my okay. you know, my characters don't have round heads per se, so I think it's more of a, uh, it's a little bit of a trick. So I did a little practicing before I got into it. So I'm, by the time I get to be an expert at doing masks on my characters, then everything will, you know, get better. My mask is here, and the nose is here. Yeah, <laughs> Davis, Davis had to draw them on snouts. <laughs> that's not easy. Yeah, that's not sure. Easy. Yeah, you know, you just do what you can, I guess, and you know, people get it. I've seen a million different ways of how people handle it, but uh, it's just odd what you have to kind of reconfigure in your skills to address it. Suddenly, I'm drawing a face mask that I never thought I'd be drawing before. You know, so my wife can tell when I'm angry because I have more wrinkles. There you go. Here, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's all. Keep you wearing can. the hat, right? That helps. Yeah. I, I am surprised at what a business it's become with these face masks. I thought they were hard to find, but every time I get on social media, there's oh yeah, that's, a, that's everybody a, and their brothers selling these things. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've bought a few. Yeah. they're not going away. No, 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 that's well not put. Soon. Yeah. And even when we're back going back to work and everything else, I think we'll all be fully masked. Uh, we know. can. Put is, on, I'm sure. I know at least a couple people on this call grow up reading superhero comic books. Uh, so the idea of, you know, going out and wearing a mask is probably not. Did anyone, <laughs> did anyone do a Lone Ranger one yet at all? Because that's pretty obvious, right? Kind of right, obvious. right. Well, that's what, you know, how Mike Pence said he, he didn't want to wear the mask so he could look people in the eye. Maybe he was thinking the, of the Lone Ranger <laughs> mask, but without yeah. the eye holes. Yeah. Um, Who were those masked everybody's, you know? like <laughs> something. Has, has anybody shown a complete lack of sympathy for the fact that sort of what we do has not super duper change other than coming up with ideas you know so we make cartoons in a computer or whatever and send them out well dave had mentioned that when we were talking earlier it's not like the actual uh you know you're still sitting in your house drawing cartoons that part has a change 
You just can't <laughs> believe. Yeah. I'm losing tens of dollars by, you know, by, uh, <laughs> you know, sitting here and doing cartoons online. <laughs> there hasn't been a, a super, like, no one feels any sympathy for us whatsoever, so. It's I mean, probably the epitome of non-essential, I suppose. <laughs> I it really is. But we're, we're still here and kicking. Yeah, yeah. Well, well on, that, on that note. We matter. Uh, before, before we run out of time, I want to give you guys a chance to uh, tell everybody uh, where, they, where they could find you and what you have in the works so maybe you can make tens more dollars uh, <laughs> at some point with things that you, you want to sell. A lot of money. Uh, we'll start with you. Is it, where's, where's the... Um, you, the, thanks a lot. Are we going to see it? Are we going to see it soon? Yeah, I <laughs> keep saying that. Yes, I'm trying to get the whole thing collated. I was actually going to get a hold of you because I got some questions, but <laughs> um, some logistical questions. But yeah, I, I got it lined up and, uh, you know, there's a lot of material to put together there. So I've started to collate, not collate, but kind of paginate the book and everything. And um, we got that going. We got it going. So keeps me busy. Excellent. Yeah. And Tim, I know you have you have uh, uh, some new merchandise. I, I believe you you always rolling out some new stuff. Um, yeah, I came out with a um, around the first of the year uh, a new uh, story coloring book. Uh, it's a bullying theme uh, with Aesop and his pet cloud Ominous, and uh, it's about um, uh, Ominous gets bullied by a bully cloud because uh, he can't. The bully club makes fun of him because Ominous can't thunder as loudly as the bully cloud. And uh, so it's that story. It's, you know, it's an important subject. And, you know, I, I had a lot of schools interested in having me in and, uh, you know, talking about it, buying a bunch of them, and then this hit. So everything's on hold. But uh, that's, my, that's my latest one. And, you know, Sour Grapes is just keeping going, you know. I'm, I'm lucky enough to still be in the newspapers. They haven't closed me out at all. So that's a good thing. So yeah. that's uh, yeah, that is a good thing. They need something to put in there. There's no reporters left. So right. they might be on the front page pretty soon. That's right. That's oh, definitely. Right. Some content. And Steve, what do you what do you got? I know uh, if you if, if people want a cartoons by Steve O. Mug, there are plenty of options now. Well, can I start by saying it's taken me an hour to get the best angle to hide my chin, so. <laughs> uh, we'll start over. <laughs> the, um, we'll start from the beginning. There's Tunes by Steve-O is on Facebook, Instagram, uh, somewhere else. Oh, Comics Box, um, C-O-M-X, B-O-X, which is a blog that's sort of not happening, but there's a few of the cartoonists are on it. And recently on Cartoon Collections, which is sort of an offshoot that Bob Mankoff did coming after Cartoon Bank. You know, he's not the editor anymore. And he basically combined, actually is a parent company of Cartoon Stock, which is uh, based in England. Uh, anyway, if you get on Cartoon Collections or Cartoon Stock, you just put my name in and, and um, you can find a lot of stuff there. Um, Funny Times, uh, Weekly Humorist. Um, as of the last issue, American Bystander number 14, that's a great map. Well, those are all great, to be honest with you. Um, a couple of Bob Eckstein books, one that's already out called Everyone's a Critic and one that's going to come out in October. Uh, God willing that, you know, presses are still working called uh, All is Fair in Love and War. Um, yeah, that's it right now. I'd hit cartoon collections because there's merchandise to be sold. <laughs> Merchandising. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. This was a terrific conversation. Uh, really, one one of the best. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say, Dave? I think it was fantastic. We 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 have to do this again. Yeah, this uh, definitely, fun, definitely. Right? Yeah. This Particularly, form, this is fantastic. We should do video podcasts. I think we just <laughs> invented a new a new genre for ourselves. I'm sure no one else thought of this. Yes, there's never been a video <laughs> no. podcast before. No one's done the Brady Bunch looking side yeah. to side either. You know this. That's, no, that's ever been done. Great, and I, and you know I, I've been looking at in the corners behind you guys, trying to figure out all the books and toys you have. I think that's you know one of the benefits. Yeah, Pat, you have interesting lighting there. It's sort of a noir thing going. Well, kind of. I'm like like I'm at a window here. Yes, yes, uh, the light. It's the window. Yeah, it's so I, now I'll have like a sunburn right here, and you know that's a, cla right. that's a classic look. <laughs> it's it's one of the, 
That is one of the best jazz albums of all time, by the way, behind his head, uh, Blue Train with Lee Morgan and everybody else. And, Isn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah. It's, no, the Colt Train and all that. Yeah. Just the best, you know? <clears throat> the Live and Swinging up there. And this is that is Miles? Cool. Who is that? What's that, Live and Swinging? Yeah, yeah, who is, who's it's in that? Rat Pack, Rat Pack collection. Before. Oh, okay. This Mighty Blue Kings. Can you is see the it? album cover better than the music on Live and Swinging or all the same? <laughs> it's probably all the same. The Mighty Blue Kings is unbelievable, man. They're oh, a band okay. out of Chicago that uh, was probably about as jump blues as you're ever going to get. Probably nice. 1948 sounding. Fabulous wow. band. Love them. Cool. Yeah. Everybody tried to steal that sound back in the mid '90s, more or less, right? Or oh, Setzer and everybody. Yeah, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and. Oh uh, my God, Voodoo Daddy's a good band. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all, you know, they got to be good to, you know, try to cop that sound, you know. Oh so. my God, yeah, I, they're a really fabulous band. I saw them. I think I've seen them a couple of times. Actually, it's a really good band. They brought acoustic sound too back, which I was very psyched about, you know. Right, right, and Real they horns. actually when I saw them, uh, they had. You know, obviously they wear all the zoot suits and all this kind of stuff. And I remember uh, the first time I'd seen them is about 25 years ago. And they, they even had cigarette girls. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. The, the, remember the whole trophy oh, yeah. 1940s thing where they have the little tray and they're walking around selling cigarettes oh, and matches? Oh, that <laughs> yeah. brings it back to the cartoons with Peter Arno, right? Sort of. Oh, uh, very Peter Arno. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That kind of look. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was amazing. They must have been smoking hot. Ah, well played. Well, well on, that played. Note, on that note, I think we'll call it a day. Thank you again, gentlemen. And right, thank, thank you for having me. For thank you. Moving in to I'll our very first video. See you guys. Bye. Bye bye.